0: Hello everybody, this is Krishna Kitty. It is midnight heading into August 1st and I want to finish this up tonight because my last, I've been having phone issues again. And what I wanted to talk about starting August 1st is can there be a militia? Well, every citizen in the United States is the militia. And when I'm talking to that gentleman, I hopefully that came through in my last podcast about what the militia truly is and why people are... I've just said, screw it, I'm moving into this whole survivalist, we're going to build a compound, we're going to prepare that way, I agree, but the reason they become frustrated is the fact that the minute you make a Melissa, you make a group, that means you have people running the group, you have people with rank, with structure, with egos, with things between their legs. So the question has been for a very long time why I got out of the movement for many, many years. Is there a way for people to unite without having to say, I'm a militia. We're going to make this militia. We're going to make that militia. Hundreds and thousands of militias and 3% groups. 3% is an ideology. 3% is what I believe in, meaning that I have stood up face to face in front of the government and have not complied. If you cannot say that, you are not even in that ballpark being 3%. I don't care if it's a job. I don't care if it's a house. I don't care if it's a car. I don't care if it's your marriage. When I was talking to that gentleman, he wrote me that letter. And I got to speak to him and listen to his voice about having to let his family walk out the door. I understand that. This was someone that served their country. This was someone that's been in this movement. This is someone that is trying to build a survival network so that their family has a chance at surviving. Because they know what's coming. And yet they're laughed at and mocked. Devastating. So is there a way for Americans that believe like we do, that I do, that believe that we are pawns of the United Nations and they're coming for our nation, is there a way To come together. Is there a way to prepare? Well, I believe there is. And I'm going to put that out there tonight. To anyone that wants to listen. First. We're not anarchists. I'm not an anarchist. And I'm not anti-government. I'm anti-tyranny. I'm anti-democracy. We're supposed to be a constitutional republic. I'm against hypocrisy on both sides. There's no left or right. It's either yes or no. It's either tyranny or freedom. So in this podcast, to start off August, if people are listening to this, you know, if you've been involved in any kind of 3% of militia, they all break up, they all fall apart. But it's not just that, it's churches, it's dog rescued, it's everything else. Because people can't get along. But this is serious. This is our families and our nation. So if people wanted to make a survival... I don't even want to use the word Melissa. If they wanted to make a community defense organization to protect their communities... How would you do this? And prepare for a time where there's no grid... No cell phones, no electricity. All right, you want to hear my thoughts? Here it is. First, it must come from the family. Every member of the family must be bought in and willing to sacrifice everything to make that end goal. Meaning that. Husband, wife, children, everybody that's old enough must be on board and understand it and know what they're doing. You cannot have the husband playing weekend warrior. That's not a militia. That's not a survivalist. You can't have a single mom living in an apartment complex in a major city thinking she's going to survive. And Facebook groups perpetrating this lie. So for those of you that believe the United Nations, that believe that the smart grid is coming, the smart meters are the precursor, that everything I've talked about, just like buildings don't fall down by themselves and planes don't disintegrate. You need to go out in your community and talk to people that live where you live and say, if tomorrow... The electric grid went down. For whatever reason that might be. If tomorrow there was no more Food Lion, no more Kroger, no more supermarkets, no more Ace Hardware, what would you do? No more Lowe's. Do you want to prepare? In case this happens. That's what I would say to people. Do you want to prepare in case we face a Red Dawn scenario? If so. Is your family on board? What skills and knowledge do you have? There should not be leaders of these kind of groups. Now I know there are going to be people that say you have to have a leader. No you don't. You have to have people that are coming together for a purpose, and then you don't need a leader. See, if everybody, let's just say you have a, a town of 100 people, a round number, and all the families of that town realize there's a chance Monday morning there's no more electricity, no more fruit lions, no more stores, no more nothing, and we need to prepare for this. They're all going to come together with their skills, what they can offer. And yes, you will have people that will take on roles. But there should not be leaders. Because when you have leaders, now you have caused a division. You shouldn't be naming your groups. If Town A is going to build a survival compound, it simply should be Town A's civil defense compound. There should be an inventory taker. What families are committed and on board? What resources do they have? What can they bring? Who was willing to start working together to fortify that particular location? Is the mayor on board? Is local law enforcement? Is there town councils on board. Do they believe that is a possibility? What would happen tomorrow if everything went down? Would you be able to survive? Do you have stockpiles of food? Does your town, you're not going to be able to do this on your own. Are you being honest with your family members and telling them if you were living in an apartment in a city or in a subdivision, you are dead? It's not being mean. It's called being honest. So here is my hypothetical based on a scenario that I have seen that's the closest to what I believe could actually happen. Okay. A group comes together in a church and they say, We honestly believe there's a good chance the grid can go down. There could be cyber warfare, nuclear warfare, dirty bombs, whatever the scenarios might be. We are going to come together and start preparing as a church and community. So our pastor is going to go to the other pastors of the churches. This is what happened. The closest I've ever seen this come to coming out. No matter what our differences are, we're going to put it aside for the sake of the children and the community. The first thing we're going to do is get a list of families that are willing to commit to building a defense community. Then we're going to talk to people in the town councils, law enforcement, the mayor, etc. We're going to talk to the farmers, the stores, the owners. We're not going to call ourselves 3% or 4% or 2% we're going to call ourselves American citizens. We're not going to call ourselves a militia because in reality every citizen is a militia. What we are going to do is call ourselves a civil preparedness group, a civil defense group, and those families in this town, town or community that does not want to participate They don't have to, but them don't come to our perimeters looking for help. Most of the towns or small communities that have done this, that have been somewhat successful, are very small. Because once you get bigger, problems arise. Once you start calling yourself by a name, you are causing division. So if six or seven small towns within a county decided we want to come together and prepare, call yourselves County A, B, and C Preparedness Corps. Don't label yourselves a militia. Don't label yourself whatever else it is that people label themselves. You are the militia. Every citizen is part of it. Anybody willing to stand up against tyranny is part of what three percent is. But the quickest way to destroy something is by making something fake. If I see people calling themselves a patriot, but I'm going to close their business, get tested for a virus they say that they know is a lie. Go along with the games. They're not your friend. They're your enemy. And if you are trying to put together a civil defense community, those are the people I would, hate to say, shun out of. You need to look for people that are willing to trust each other and put their land together, their resources together. Not just in talk, but do it. Even if it means starting small. So, for instance, a small community that I saw at one of the survival camps. No, they weren't all moving their goods and everything to one person's property. But what they were doing was starting to inventory, to note, to build that trust, working together to build supplies working to fortify what they believe a perimeter would be and where people would go. But yes, that takes trust. Because I am now telling people what I have, and they're telling me what they have. That's a big level of trust right there. In addition, they are telling me where they have their compound, how they're setting it up, But what they're also hoping is that I am going to be on the same page with my family and coming in. Now, let's suppose somebody has a son or daughter that shuns us. They say, you're crazy. That person cannot be given this knowledge. See, they're the ones in Nazi Germany that took down entire towns relatives of people so you're going to have to find a way to come together and leave those kind of people out and know when the day comes if necessary, I don't care if they're a husband, wife brother, sister, or child if a true shit hits a fan situation happens if they didn't build Noah's Ark they don't come in Noah's Ark you need to look for people that are going to be, I'm going to call them warriors in a sense. Meaning that if it was to hit the fan like Red Dawn, do they have the ability of these are people that are going to go out in an offensive capacity or have the ability to defend? These are not 55-year-old men that are overweight. These are going to be literally high school kids, college kids. People that are going to train hard for this. It has nothing to do with guns and ammo. Because in reality, you'll never outgun what could be coming against you. But if you're out in the country where nobody can find you, yes, there are drones. Okay, I get that. And heat-seeking things. Are they going to come and try to round up the rural people first? A lot of people say that. I disagree. Just from talking to people that I know on the inside of things. I think they want complete. They want to complete chaos by the cities being destroyed first, pouring over into the suburbs. Then you have the hunger crisis, the hunger games. People will eventually go out into the rural areas. They believe that people out there, even though they have guns and ammo, will eventually starve out. That's what they believe. They have read books like One Second After. They, know, they have looked at these kind of strategies. I do bl- know that people think they're going to come for the rural communities first. I just don't see that happening because it's too high profile and too dangerous. They want anarchy. And the only way that they're going to get that kind of anarchy... Is going to be to make the cities burn. And chaos in the streets. They need a way to declare martial law. But the military will divide. Law enforcement will divide. Anybody in any kind of city, subdivision, town will be dead. And they want that. There will be no news. There will be no TV. And they will know there are people out there in compounds. But you know what? They really don't care. Why? 25, 35, 100 people isn't going to make a difference to them in the long haul of what their goals are. The United Nations, the powers that be, have an agenda. And the way I hate that I lost all my telegram stuff because all my passwords, everything got deleted. And some stuff I use what we call burner accounts for. Meaning I never used my real phone or my real emails. And so I don't even know what accounts I use to set up any of my Telegram groups and stuff like that. Luckily I was able to get back on my TikTok. But I can tell you firsthand, your phone is compromised. Those kind of apps are way compromised. But they don't really care. They're keeping an eye on people, but they don't care a 100 people are held up at a farm in some town in Iowa. They just don't. What are you going to do to them? You're making a stand for yourself and your God and what you believe is right and wrong. The powers that be don't give a damn. Eventually, they figure you're going out of food, livestock, whatever it is. They don't really care. You're irrelevant to them. Unless your farmland is something they want. But then you would be one of the people with hundreds of thousands of acres. Like what Bill Gates is doing right now. The most important thing that I can tell you. Is if you're trying to make a group of people. Find out if they have your back. I'll tell you the most depressing thing about what I saw. And what I continue to see and I hear from people. Is I gave them everything. I taught them skills. I helped people. I help people. And they turned on me. They didn't help me back. That's why when I looked at the survivalist group. The first thing I saw. Was no one person. Was helping one person. It truly was building something. Meaning. The best way that I can explain it. Is this. I'm teaching you solar skills. And you are teaching me how to make horseshoes all at the same time. So it isn't, I'm going out on this weekend and this person is going to lead us in this. Everybody is learning and sharing knowledge. And people are talking, but there's a trust. Like I was told, you don't just come out and join us. We understand that you have proven yourself in some ways. But the bottom line is, we spent money, we spent our resources, not everybody's going to be saved. That's a hard pill to swallow. Not everybody is going to be able to get to a compound. Yes, you might be invited out and learn some skills, but that doesn't mean you're going to be invited to come join these people. If they've been working on something for 5-10 years, what right do you have to it? These people that are giving their time and teaching these classes, even though some of them do charge for them, not all of them, they have quit their real jobs. They have walked away from their lives. This is what they're doing. And they feel by teaching, even though they are charging sometimes, they are giving people skills and knowledge that will save their lives, possibly. Even though it's not ideal, people can say, well, it's a hypocrite. They're charging for it. Well, you know what, everybody has to buy cattle, everybody has to buy the seeds to plant the vegetables, and they don't trust these people. What, why should they think, because they're giving person A, B, and C these skills, person A, B, and C is going to come out and give them anything back or support them? I'm Kalishna Kitty. I'm going to end for tonight before my dogs start howling again. Think about that and message me. Email me at Kalishna Kitty at gmail. Actually, email me at Kalishna Kitty 1776 at gmail.com. And again, I apologize about those dogs. Email me at Kalishna Kitty 1776 at gmail dot com. I would love to hear from you or text 803-630-1984. And no, that's not my real phone number, but I will respond. God bless everybody.